0: Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. Good morning, PCC. I'm Brian Wren, and it is so good to be with you during this Advent season. I start today with a question for you. I want you to ponder this Has the music ever seemed to stop for you? When the song in your heart seems to have died, I'm talking about when you come across a time in your life when you're weary, when you're worn, and you just can't seem to find joy. Maybe it was in the infertility or the illness or the loneliness or the joblessness or the waywardness of another. Maybe it's been during these unprecedented nine months of COVID. Has the isolation the desolation or the long anticipation of a vaccine stifled the song within you? Now, let's go on the contrary. I need you to consider, can you think of a wonderful moment when your extended weary period of waiting, of longing, of hopelessness actually ended? I'm talking about when the moment arrived where the emptiness ended and it was replaced with something that brought you great, great joy. Can you remember what it felt like and what you said and did in that moment? Maybe it was the moment you found out you were pregnant. You got the job. You made the team. You got accepted into that school. You were healed or someone you knew was healed or what was actually lost, be it something or a person, was found. At that moment, it's as if the music comes back inside of you, and your spirit is lifted high, and your voice has to proclaim something. For me, this was seeing my first child, a girl, in my wife's smiling arms after three, three long years of infertility. Or witnessing my first son be born two years after the devastating, devastating death of our second daughter. Or just one week ago, celebrating on text a friend's new job after his nine months of waiting. In each of these scenarios, the song in my heart began to play, and the words of gratitude came pouring out for the Lord. When my daughter was born, the song that came out was, you did it, you did it, as the tears came rolling down my cheeks. With my son's birth, it was, you made this true after all we had been through. You made this true after all we had been through. And with my friend and his job last week, it was as basic as pushed back from my chair And I looked up and I said, thank you, Lord, for bringing it to an end. I want you to take 90 seconds to remember a time like I described. So here's a question to help. And put some short answers in the chat so we can all encourage one another. So here's the question. When was a time in your life when your circumstances went from weary to wonderful? How long was that weary season? What did you do, say, sing in the moment when it got better? Welcome back, everyone. I hope you got to remember some very wonderful times. I want you to realize this that remembering the past gives us hope in the present. Did you hear that? Let's say it again. Remembering the past gives us hope in the present. If you like that line, click the heart button. Remembering the past gives us hope for the present. This is a great line to get us through the endless COVID year. And as the adversity of the year and the Advent season actually collide, we at PCC are intentionally remembering that a weary world can still hope and rejoice. We're doing this by reflecting on the song sung by five people who encountered Jesus during their most weariest of times. Two weeks ago, we looked at Elizabeth's song. She was the mother of John the Baptist. Her child, John, was the cousin of Jesus and was born six months prior to him. Elizabeth reminded us that when we are weary, the Lord is near to us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. She'll actually be a part of our story again today. Last week, we focused on Mary's song. She was the mother of Jesus. And in her song, she helped us realize once again that regardless of our weary circumstances the lord is mighty the lord is holy and he is merciful this week we reflect on the song of zachariah he was the husband of elizabeth and the father of john the baptist and this guy has quite a story to tell and quite a song to sing unlike elizabeth and mary who sang spontaneously in the middle of their circumstances, Zachariah had nine months of waiting in silence to come up with his song to the Lord. Think about it. We all have had nine months of waiting since COVID began, true? And it's been nine months, let's count them. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and now December. So we know how long nine months is more than ever before. So let's imagine COVID was eradicated from the world by 11.51 p.m. on New Year's Eve on this upcoming December 31st, and we were all free to roam again. What would you shout out or sing to the Lord as the ball dropped nine minutes later at midnight? This would be quite a moment. I want you to take another 90 seconds to ponder and discuss. Give yourself permission to tap into that hope and joy that you would feel. Whether you're with others or by yourself, give your answers into the chat. Type them in there. It'll be really fun to see what folks would declare. So here's the question. If COVID was eradicated from the world by 1151 p.m. on New Year's Eve, December 31st, and we were all free to roam again, what would you shout or sing out to the Lord as the ball dropped nine minutes later at midnight? Hey, welcome back, everybody. I hope you're starting to understand the place of deep longing and utter rejoicing that these folks like Zechariah are coming from. If you open your Bibles to Luke 1 15 to 19, you can see the backstory of Zechariah's song. But let me give you the short version. It goes like this Elizabeth and Zechariah are Jewish, faithful, God honoring people who are hoping to have the Savior, or at least just some kids, but they're infertile. You heard what I said right. Some Jewish couples actually hope to have the coming promised Messiah. It was part of their cultural promise. But Elizabeth and Zechariah felt they had aged out with regards to bearing any kind of children. Now by day, Zechariah is a faithful priest who has done his duties diligently but his prayers have gone unanswered for years. He was living and hoping and possibly thinking these things during that time with some frustration. Things he thought like this, I've been faithful to God, but why don't I have children? Even my unfaithful friends have been blessed more than us. Can you relate to this? Does it seem like your faithfulness at times has gone unnoticed to God? When you compare your life to others, Are you shocked how blessed they are in in ways you're not? Or maybe you think what I think also sometimes, God is unwilling to bless you because you haven't been faithful enough. I need you to realize, when I begin to think these crazy thoughts, it's good for me to remember this quote. God's core promise to me is His presence. And not all my presence and expectations that I desire under my tree. See, God's core promise is that he's Emmanuel, God with us. And as the story goes on, Zechariah actually wins the temple worker lottery. What I mean by that, one day he gets to go into the inner sanctum, very close to the Holy of Holies. And while he serves in that inner sanctum, he hears from an angel and he's told that he is a great child that is coming. One who will actually be the prophet of the savior to his people. Yet Zachariah laughs it off, but the angel is serious and Zachariah loses his voice as a consequence for his unbelief for nine months, all during the time that Elizabeth is pregnant. Then after nine months of silence, plus eight days after the birth, at a traditional ceremony that they would have where they named the child and circumcised him, all were present and were expecting that the child would be named Zachariah, which was part of their common custom. But Elizabeth and Zachariah, on that day, on that day, they declared his name is John. And Zachariah not only finally speaks in that moment, but sings this glorious song to the Lord. Let's look at our Bibles again and read what he sang. Open up the Luke chapter one, verses 68 to 77. I'm reading actually from the NLT version. This is what Zechariah sings to the Lord on that day. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he'd promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies, from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestors, Abraham. We've been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. What I want you to hear from that song is, like in Elizabeth's song, Zechariah declares the Lord is near when he sings of how the Lord visited them in verse 68. He's proclaiming again, God is with us. He is Emmanuel. That is his core promise to us. And then, like in Mary's song, Zacharias six months later, rhythmically states the similar words, mighty and merciful, to describe God and Jesus and what they've done and what they will do. If you look at passages in verses 69, 71, and 77, the mighty Savior is declared. And what he means by this is the one who is stronger than ourselves. Don't we need that? We need a mighty Savior who's stronger than ourselves, who will save us from our enemies and from our sins. And then you look in verse 72. God is described as the merciful God, the one who is more compassionate than ourselves. And once again, don't we need that? We need one who is more compassionate than ourselves in our lives because we know then we are remembered by him and we are rescued again from our enemies and from our fears. He then goes on in the second part of the song to sing about his son John, declaring that John will be the prophet, and hear these words, of the Most High. The Most High meaning Jesus, the one who is above all names. I want us to realize today that it is good to see a man express his understanding that the triune God consisting of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is Emmanuel, the one who is God and who is with us and near us. It is also so good for us to hear that he is the mighty one who saves us, along with the fact that he's the most merciful one who remembers and rescues us. And then finally, that that God is the most high God. And there are no other gods and there should be no other things above his name. I want you right now in the chat or just in your home to declare, to declare which of these attributes of God you're most drawn to. So I want you to declare them out loud. Is it Emmanuel? Is it mighty? Is it merciful? Is it most high? I want you to shout it out right now or type it in the chat. Come on. I wish I could hear you. Is it Emmanuel? Is it mighty? Is it merciful? Is it most high? Let's let the heavens hear it, declare it in your homes, put it on the chat. Which one are you drawn to? This shouting out to the Lord reminds me of a phone call I had recently. I was on the phone and I heard a soul satisfying shout out of praise about God from another man, a friend of mine. It was near the end of our call. He was dismayed over his new business of just a few years dwindling during this COVID season. So I said to him, is this season as dark as the weary one you went through with your daughter? He paused. See, a few years back, they had been through a very concerning and chaotic rough patch with their daughter, who struggled with emotional mental health issues. During those years, it seemed like, especially when we prayed each month about it, that it would never end. And that there'd be actually lifelong negative physical ramifications to her if things didn't change quickly. After his pause, he said, you know what? It's interesting that you bring this up because I was on a run last week. And this is him describing it. And he said, I was pondering the dark season with my daughter and how God came through for us. He said it made him cry out to him and thank him for what he had done. He then said to me over and over on the call as we both began to cry, our great and powerful God healed her. Our great and powerful God healed her. And then once again, he said, our great and powerful God healed her. And I too replied back to him in tears, he healed her. After we sniffled ourselves calm, I said, I believe if God can get you through that season, he can handle your current COVID business challenges. He agreed. PCC, I want us to realize that remembering who God is and what he has done in the past gives us hope in the present. That's what my friend needed, That's what Zechariah showed us. And this, folks, is what we need so that we can rejoice during these weary times. Remembering the past can truly, truly, truly help us in the present. Will you hold on to that thought right now? And would you take a final question to discuss with each other? Take 90 seconds and ponder this. This Christmas week, how will you remember that God is with us, that he's mighty, merciful, and most high, so that it gives you hope in the present? What song will you sing to remind yourself? Take 90 seconds to do that. As we go today, I want you to realize that I believe you cannot get through this weary world well while we wait on COVID to fade without the power of Jesus that we describe today. In surrendering to Jesus for the first time today or recommitting to Him today based on what we've heard from Zechariah, I think is what we need. So I want to give you a moment right now to do that. And it's as simple as A, B, C. Whether this is the first time you make a commitment or you're recommitting. A is this, acknowledging our merciful God made and loves you. That's what Zechariah told us. He's merciful. And then B, believing that the mighty and most high Jesus can save you. That's what Jesus wants us to believe about him. And then C, commit to being led by the Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment to pray about that. So, Father in heaven, we acknowledge today, we acknowledge, oh, that you, you, Father, you, Father, are the mighty God. You are, and you're the one who loves us, and you're the one who has made us. If you've never done that today, acknowledge that. If you have, acknowledge it again. And then, Father, We want to believe that you are merciful and you are the most high. There is no other one like you, Jesus. If you've never done that before, do that right now. If you've done it before, do it again. Acknowledge that Jesus is merciful and the most high. And then finally, God, we want to commit to walking in your spirit. If it's new to you today, just commit to that. God, help me walk in your spirit. If that's something you've done before, do it again right now. Lord, I commit to walking in your spirit. So Father, we give you these things and we give you our lives. Help us to endlessly acknowledge, believe, and commit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Hey, I look forward to being with you together online on Christmas Eve this week. Near the end of our gatherings during Christmas Eve, we will have a very special moment when we have you light a candle in your home and sing Silent Night. My hope is in that moment, it reminds you of the final poetic lines in Zachariah's song and the peace that you can have during these dark seasons. So hear these words from Luke 1, which convey that because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Merry Christmas, PCC, and his peace to you. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.